Hi friends, just a little heads up about this episode. Ellen's microphone stopped recording briefly, so any changes in audio quality will just be down to this as we use the sound picked up from my microphone. Anyway, on with the episode. Enjoy! Due to COVID-19 restrictions, we're recording this remotely. However, as Mitch and I live in a different county to Meg, we will likely continue recording remotely post-COVID. Hello, you're listening to Watched It, Missed It, Skipped It, the podcast where we discuss, dissect and react to our favourite TV shows one episode at a time on one condition. At least one of us has never seen it before. I am Meg. I'm Ellen. And I'm Mitch. And we are talking about Desperate Housewives Season 1, Episode 9, Suspicious Minds. With suspicious minds. (laughs) So what did we all think? Great episode. Yeah, really good. Um, not as like incredible as like the last one was, but like a really good episode, especially because we're like in like the middle of a season at this point, and that's normally where things get a little bit naff. Mm. But I feel like we're just getting stronger, which is yeah, we're getting very juicy. surprising. Yeah. yeah, we we are plump, ripe, and juicy. Same. Lovely. <laughs> that's our that's our names. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like how, like Meg said, even though the. Like, it's not as intense as the last episode was. I feel like this episode was quite a nice change of pace. Like, it was quite refreshing. Like, it wasn't quite as heavy, but at the same time, it was still just as entertaining. Like, the whole... I mean, we'll get we'll get into it, like, the individuals. But, yeah, just, like, the overall vibe of it was really... It was quite nice. I liked it. Wildly hilarious, though, that the last episode ended with murder, and then this one was like, fashion show! <laughs> <laughs> yeah... So, on that note then, shall we dive in? Yeah, baby. Um, I'm going to say, should we start with Gabby? Because she's the first person we see. Yeah. And I think the most happens around Gabby. I feel like I've got more notes on Gabby. Yeah, it's a very Gabby-centric episode. I think I've got quite a lot on Gabby, yeah. So, into Gabby we go. (laughs) Thank you, John Rowland. John. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, here's the thing. We get with Gabby, like, quite quickly some revelations Mm. Mm -hmm. and i feel like uh there was a big one that was massively glossed over Mm. um i don't know if we touch on it later on in the show or in the season or what but when gabby's stepfather paid her a visit late at night and she took a bus to new york the next day Yeah. yeah yeah um i mean in like terms of understanding Gabby's like psyche and like what goes on in her mind and how she ended up being the person she is, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like if we're gonna do that, maybe we should address it properly. <laughs> um, but it's then interesting that that obviously happened. But then there's been a like an ongoing theme in Gabby's life of inappropriate sexual relationships. So obviously, yep. yeah sleeping her way into getting uh into her career which we didn't know before then i don't think if we did i don't remember no we didn't know that before and obviously her um some may say relationship some may say uh grooming fest whatever (laughs) god (laughs) Um, i mean call call a spade a spade call a trowel a trowel that it's gross Call a nonce a nonce. 
It All is a nonce or nonce. You should get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Okay, match sorted. And when when all there yet? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then also just interesting that her life hasn't turned out how she thought it would. Mm. No, and I, I do love a character where a lot of their story kind of is centric around the fact that they're looking at their life and going, "This isn't what I expected. I don't know what to do, and now I am deeply unhappy." Yeah. Yeah. Cough, Janet Hunterson, cough. <laughs> but, yeah. I also, like, would... I get the thinking, kind of, you know, having watched that nurse, like, try and resuscitate that man. Mm-hmm. But how do you go from watching a nurse save a person's life to fashion? Like, I get it was for charity, but... Yeah, I assume that she wanted to raise money for the nurses, and then that it, it was just the one thing that she can do, like the one thing she knows about. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. But for a hot minute, I was like, oh God, this episode's going to be Gabby thinking she's going to become a nurse and Gabby's going to be a horrible nurse and this is not going to go well. <laughs> then by the end of the episode, we'll have had the nine disasters and she'd have been like, I don't want to be a nurse. There's pee, there's puke, there's blood, there's children. These are all things I don't like. Goodbye. <laughs> there's education. <laughs> yeah. So I was like really relieved actually when we were like, fashion show! Yeah. But, yeah, bit of a stark contrast to the murders from the last episode. A little bit. But, you know, the fashion show gave us the introduction of Mrs. Rowland. Yes, Mrs. John. Good old Helen. And did anybody else cringe both internally and externally when Gabby went, believe me, it's been my yeah. pleasure. Yeah. Like... I get Phil that. Mitchell, is that you? <laughs> what? Hey. <laughs> I get that, you know, that was like a subtle, well, not so subtle nod that, oh yeah, I'm, I know it differently and all that. But I mean, realistically, that would be enough of a creepy sign to his mum. Like, what, what do you mean by that? Why, why'd you say it like that? You know, you, yeah. you said that very lustfully. And uh... Although maybe you could interpret that as, Oh, Gabby maybe had a lot of fun with teenage boys when she was a teenager and she's reminiscing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Because mean... also, it's one it's one of those things as well that if you're not looking for it, you don't see it. That's very true, yeah. Well, that, is, that isn't actually the comment we're on about, though, is it? So I'm talking about my twat. It was, yeah, it was when she said, oh, thank you for hiring him to be the gardener, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, sorry, I was thinking of that comment where she was like, oh, you remember what it was like dating teenage boys? Sorry. Oh, oh no, yeah. no, no, when she said, um, thank you for pleasure. hiring him to be the gardener, and she went, oh, it's believe me, it's been my pleasure. Yeah, yeah there's, no re- there's no way of being like, that this is my, what she maybe meant otherwise. Although I suppose you could, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't maybe know. maybe Mrs. John was supposed to believe that uh, Gabby's just really horny for her roses. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, so it then gets John volunteering and Gabby just does not give oh. a fuck that his mum is in the room. I, my note says Gabby is a shameless cow. Yeah. And also, wow, Gabby just really does not care about consent, does she? Nope. Nope. Fondling with the feet, and then Ugh. Susan giving poor Susan a concussion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, just poor Susan in this whole episode. 
Yeah. Yeah, actually. She really is like a victim of someone else's actions. Yeah. And I, do, I don't like seeing any of the main women not getting on. I, mm. I don't like it. Mm. But Susan's absolutely right to A, be outraged and B, you know, not want to talk to her about it and yeah. be like, look, what you're doing is wrong. I just didn't necessarily expect the stance to then be... It's because you're cheating and I've been cheated on. And I was like, oh, yeah, Ugh. fair, really fair, but also not the point. I mean, she did bring up the fact, oh, he's underage, he's your gardener and you're married, like in that order, which is kind of the first time I think it's been talked about instead of it being like, oh, and the affair with the teenager. Like it, it's put the more important things first, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, and then it was the first time that somebody actually went, it's illegal. Yeah. Yes, that was it as well. And yeah. then you're kind of really rooting for Susan to carry on and like go really like hard in on her and be like, this is disgusting. And then she just kind of completely switches to, it's cheating. No, no, go back to the point you were making a minute ago. It, it feels yeah. very much like they're focusing so much on the wrong aspect of it. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it, it's, it's weird, it's gross, it's creepy, but... Uh, I, I don't know where I was going with that. It's just weird, gross and creepy. Amen. But also, as like a character flaw, I really like, you know, the fact that Susan's kind of making it about herself in mm. the it, mm. it's the case kind of thing of like, um, how can my friend cheat on somebody when they all saw what I went through and I was cheated on? Because that is, you know, a thing that people do. It's a way that we can think as people. Yeah. So I do find that interesting as a character flaw, but it's also the fact that this is the one person that's gotten a little bit close to being like, Gabby, this is wrong, and it wasn't quite right. <laughs> so close. Yeah, so far. It's just like that scene with her and Mike when uh, in the last episode when she was uh, going to get the truth from him, and then she was like, oh, that's all I need, and then she just instantly forgives him. It's like, no, you are so close. Just some Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Mike, I'm going to be interested, Moops, to see who uh, your favourite is this week because you can't have Mike and you can't have Bongo. They weren't here. And I'm very sad about it. <laughs> um, so obviously we, we then find out a little bit later on that John broke up with Danielle and in the most 17-year-old boy fashion passed her <laughs> a note in French club. Yeah. Wait, when did we learn that bit? When Gabby told him that Susan knows about them. Right. He's like, oh, I've got some great news. I broke up with Danielle. I passed her a note yeah, in a French got... class. Oh, I might have been writing a note. Because uh -huh. I, I completely missed the note in French class thing. Oh. Uh, bonjour, we are le breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent but French, Meg. If that doesn't Thank like, you. hone in that he is a child... Mm. Mm. You know, again, we've, we're referring to the fact that he's in school, in class, and the really immature way of breaking up with a girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. I know all do. Um, oh, that'll explain why when Danielle got home and Brie asked how it, how life was, she was like, it's fine. Yeah. Because she'd been... Okay, yeah, sorry. I I have two brain cells, and one of them's actually on annual leave. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. To be fair, there are things that I haven't written down as well, but I'm relying on my brain. 
Um, oh, last dangerous. Rude. <laughs> so rude. Oh, can I also just say regarding Gabby, that when Betty was like, oh, no, 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 I'm too, I think she said, like, that she'll look fat in her dress or whatever. Mm. And instead of Gabby being like, no, you look great in the dress. You can wear whatever you like and you look amazing. She was like, we'll find something slimming. Hey. <laughs> Just Gabby. <laughs> oh, Gabby then goes to see Helen after the fashion show. Whoops, is Helen. John's mum. Ah, Mrs. John. Sorry. Um, and admits that it was her. And then I just love the way that Helen's like, it's not even close to being over. That was so like, yeah. like cold and like cool, like almost kind of villain-esque, not to be confused with Villanelle. It was just oh, like... Oh, love that queen. Don't we all? Um, it was just like, I don't know, like, it wasn't the reaction you expected, especially considering how you saw her with Susan earlier on in the fashion show. It's It's such a wildly different reaction, but just as terrifying. Yeah, because you're not yeah. watching her do. But I believe that she will do something and it will be gnarly. <laughs> Thank you, 1995. It's <laughs> a word that doesn't get used a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Um, which then, obviously, instills some fear into Gabby yeah. because she doesn't know what's going to happen. Good! Which then ties in very nicely with how the episode ends, actually, for Gabby, with the FBI arriving. And it's not for her. Yes, but that then sets it in stone that Gabby knows what the what she is doing is illegal, wrong, mm-hmm. and she could get into a lot of trouble. So there is no her being like, oh, but he was nearly 18. I thought it would be okay, whatever, which is silly and stupid and bollocks anyway. But you could see why a person might try that one. So there is none of that now because she knew that what she was doing was not like... Something that the FBI could get involved with and she could be arrested for. So there is no excusing it now. You know what you're doing. Go to prison. Yeah. Yeah. But they weren't there for her. No, they were there for for Mr. Gabby. Excellent Mm -hmm. misdirection. I mean, I wasn't convinced that they were going to arrest her. Oh. (laughs) Honestly, I'd completely forgotten how that episode plays out. I was like, oh shit, does does she actually go to prison? I just forgot about it. What's happening? And then... (laughs) So, I don't know, maybe I'm just thick. Who knows? Um, no. Who knows? <laughs> and then I'm just sat there going... <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it actually turns out that I had a lot less written down for Gabby than I thought I did. Yeehaw. On to Susan. Interestingly, Susan, again, for I think the second week in a row now, is the one where I think I'm the least interested in talking about because I just don't think I care. Which is fair enough. She's yeah. pretty boring. Um, I will say, though, that all of the Julie bits I have written down as under Susan. Okay. Oh, let's talk Julian. Um, okay, right. So Susan, she yeah, she doesn't start off... Well, I've got nothing, really. I've literally... I think I start off with Julie saying that she's been writing to Zach for weeks. Yeah, I mean, the first thing I've got written down for Susan is just that when she catches Edie stealing the dress, and I'm just like, bitch, that dress is hideous, what are you doing? Yeah. I forgot that even happened. Yeah. So I think the most significant, for, like, the first significant thing that happens between this episode is her under the table with Gabby, which, for, well, not with Gabby, but that scene regarding yeah. Gabby. Yeah. Um, and my notes are thus. 
Susan, find out. Susan, call out. Susan has morals. <laughs> I think that that's sums up Susan quite nicely. Very much yeah. it. Yeah, I think that's also partly why I stuck all of the Julie stuff under Susan. Yeah, um, she's boring as shit. And that more <laughs> happened with Julie. You know, yeah. you find out that Zach escaped and Julie's hiding him. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Honestly, good for her. Yeah. Be gay, do crime. Um, and not a lot else really happens with Susan apart from getting in a fist fight. Oh, and the poncho. She was wearing a poncho at one point. She was. Ah, sorry. Uh, you you referenced ponchos like absolutely ages ago. And I was like, I have no recollection of this fashion trend. And now I suddenly understand what you mean. I know what the ponchos are. I see it. Did you not Did you not know what a poncho was? Like, I, I knew like, like a rain poncho and like the traditional Mexican poncho. But I didn't know like as a fashion trend. I didn't know what they looked like. Also, but... I love how you tried to, you know, be a little bit nicer to me and Meg by saying that we mentioned it ages ago as if me and Meg don't frequently reminisce about ponchos. Because <laughs> then you, <laughs> you mentioned it to me a little uh, ages ago. But I'm just like, that's a poncho. I see. Look, I have... show that dog from 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> <laughs> I have no fashion understanding. I wear the same jeans and miscellaneous nerd or band t-shirts all the time. When are you wearing jeans? When I'm not wearing pyjamas. Thank you. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the most interesting thing that happened to Susan was getting in a fist fight. Yeah. Even then, that was kind of boring. It was, it was a proper fight. Yeah, there was like hair pulling and all kinds of stuff. And honestly, I don't root for her very often, but good for Edie. Edie enjoyed that far too yeah. much. Honestly. And the thing is, is like this whole back and forth with Edie and Susan over Mike bores me to absolute death. But it was entertaining to see her be like, he <laughs> get got, Susan. <laughs> it's about time somebody put you in your place. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Then back to Julie, really, giving Zach money to run from Paul. Oh, showing him Dana's blanket and then Zach telling Julie what happened. Yes. Can I rewind just a little bit? You may. In terms of Zachary. Mm-hmm. Um, when Matey goes round to tell um, Mr. Zach that, Miss, that Zach himself is nowhere to be seen, he says, in our defence, we're not a high security facility. Hmm. As if a low security facility means that they just leave the door open for all these, you know, troubled or mentally ill teenagers to walk out of. Yeah. Uh, we don't have any responsibility for your children because we're not actually a, 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 like a high security facility, so do one. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> this we... is on you for not paying for better. <laughs> Look, we don't care. Can't blame us that we left the keys in the door, you know. <laughs> Uh, and we had signs, like, where the exits are. <laughs> Goodbye, children. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I just, I just wanted to be, like... I just wanted to point that out, because... Silly. No, no, no. It's good. Because um, I'd forgotten to write that down. Um, but, yeah, so then we've got Zach telling Julie about what happened. Um, and saying that he'd suppressed it until Mary Alice died. And started remembering. And then they kissed. They did. But tell me your thoughts. I, first of all, I like them together. I don't, I don't hate this. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the big sort of thing was Zach saying he killed Dana and then his parents covered it up. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, oh, Zach did it. Okay. But then I was kind of like, or oh, that's just what they said. Because he can't remember. And he was four. So... I'm not overly convinced Zach did anything. I also don't think that it's anything that's been said to him. I think it's very much that he has pieced things together from his memories and that's... The conclusion he's come to. What he thinks. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but either way, I'm not taking him going, I did a bad, um, as gospel okay because i don't trust it okay fair enough there's not a lot i can really say because i can't confirm if you're right or not yeah i i I don't wish for you to no that's fine and then i suppose that leads nicely to the fact that we then find out that a there were human remains in that box and b it was an adult female Yes, I was very interested to know what your reaction to that would be, considering uh, your your previous theories. So I'm very interested to know your thoughts on that, Meg. Well, one of the other options that I did bring up a couple of weeks ago was that it could have been their nanny. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then with the ongoing theme of this episode, with Lynette trying to find a nanny, I'm wondering if it's kind of linked. So, because mm. the thing is, say... I don't know, like, just because you've got a blanket from when you were a baby doesn't mean you're a baby now. Yeah. Yeah. So if they had a nanny called Dana and she had a baby blanket with her name on it, that doesn't necessarily mean that she was an infant. That just means that at one point, like most of us, she was an infant. Yes. Sorry, I got a little bit, I I laughed in my head about you saying like most of us. (laughs) Well, I don't like to assume nor judge. This is very true. Um, yeah, it could be a multitude of things. And it's also one of those things as well that like, you forget that... Like, I'm thinking in terms of like the amount of my friends that have had kids, right? And that they mm. do, just when another one is pregnant, just give them a load of old stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Who's to say it's even relevant? Touché. And I'm also wondering that Dana and this corpse don't have to be the same entity. No, they don't. We've never confirmed that. So, and we've also never actually confirmed that Dana was Zach's sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it would be silly to ask Yoon that that's the case. I'm kind of keeping... I'm keeping like my eyes open and I'm like shifting around trying to like watch all of the things. But yeah. But also silly little person for being like, but how would you fit a big body in a little box? Honestly. <laughs> that was actually kinda cute. We we chop her the meat. <laughs> Bless him. Oh, and it also leads to obviously Paul asking Julie if he knew if she knew where Zach was and um Susan saying my daughter doesn't lie and all I've written is um bitch she just did (laughs) yeah but also I thought for a hot second that Susan was covering for uh Jane Mm -hmm. by being like 
well, did was anything in these letters that is relevant to him? No, okay, good day, sir. I said good day. But it, was, <laughs> it became quite clear that, no, 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 she genuinely was like, well, if Jane said that, that's the truth. Yeah. yeah. But I thought for a hot second she was just covering for her. Okay, and I see that. Made, yeah, yeah. Given that they'd already had a discussion about the letters earlier in the episode yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Um, and that's about it that happened with Susan, because quite frankly, she's a little boring. Julio, get Lynette! <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to say, Lynette's first little thing in this episode of trying to give Edie Mrs. Huber's dress was hilarious. And yeah. also, the explanation of where they all currently think she is. Yeah. Yes. All I could focus on was have they started seeing Huber differently? I don't think so. Not that I've noticed. Okay, because it was bothering me. Because I, I kept hearing Huber. Mm, I don't think so. When before, it's definitely been Huber. And Mary Alice always says Huber. Yeah. But in the scene, they were like, Huber? <laughs> like Gooding Jr. <laughs> <laughs> um, not that I noticed... But I suppose it could be one of those things like sometimes where you watch TV shows and they pronounce names differently depending on who's saying it. Yeah, because of the order that they filmed it in. Tanya. Tanya. They they didn't hear anybody else say it yet. So, yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah, I think Tanya is usually a a common one in TV shows or movies. Tanya! Yeah, where (laughs) where some of them say Tanya and others say Tanya. Yeah. Are you thinking of EastEnders? Because I am. Um, I was actually thinking of that, so Raven. Oh, Tanya Baxter. Yeah, Raven. Mm-hmm. Um, Enunciate, Tanya! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, it was good, I think, that they gave an explanation as to where they currently think Mrs. Huber is. Yeah. Instead of just going, ah, oh, we haven't seen her for a few days. Yeah. Very, yeah, very good. And that, it, it was very subtle, but it leads to my favourite joke in this episode, that she wouldn't be caught dead wearing black. And then it cuts to her being yeah. dead, wrapped up in a black like sheet, and that was just fucking hilarious. Oh, I don't even oh, think Paul gave her the dignity of a sheet. I think it was a bin bag. Oh, it it was something. Can I also just say mm. that the the cut from the shovel to then uh, Jane scooping ice cream, I like that a lot. They're very good, like cinematically. Is that the right word? Cinematography uh-huh. yeah. wise, Cinematic- something like that. Cinnamon yeah. buns. That word, um, with how they do things. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it. But, like, the first big thing with Lynette, I love the fact that her and Mr. Nett have clearly had a conversation off screen. Yeah. Yeah. About the uh, meds and stuff, which I really appreciate. And again, we're saving time here. We don't need to see it. Mm-hmm. Mm. But we obviously clearly understand that A, he's trying to be really supportive, which is great. Um, But in the way that Mr. Nett can be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also love Lynette putting her foot down and being like, no, our old normal isn't going to cut it. It was making me unhappy. It was making me unwell. This isn't good enough. And I was like, Lynette, my baby, my girl, my sunshine, the light of my life. I love you. I actually really like this episode for Tom. Yeah. I feel like this is the... Is that Mr. Net? Yes. I Thank feel you. like this is the start of where 
I don't want to say Tom turns around because mm. I think Tom has actually always been this nice, understanding man. I think he's mm. just it's the turning point of not just seeing him as busy businessman anymore. Yeah. And that busy businessman isn't actually who he is. Yeah. It's just that unfortunately that's what takes up the most of his time. Um and it was it's nice to see that he has basically seemingly dropped everything taken in like an emergency weeks holiday. Yeah. Yeah. To try and sort his family out. Yeah. Cuz to me the conversation happened and he that he had that kind of like everything clicking into place moment where he was like oh i need to do something i need to be here for you i need to do better mm. um and again we didn't necessarily have to see it to understand that it has happened yeah, yeah. um i also like the implied short time frame yeah um which is helped actually with seeing paul bury mrs huber and clean up the crime scene mm. because obviously we know that that happened towards the end of last week's episode so we would assume that this is what the next day yeah morning yeah. maybe next couple of days so it is nice to kind of have that implied timeline of she's told him and he has literally just gone around dropping everything yeah yeah that yeah that's very true and that yes yeah and that she told him that quickly after talking to the gal yeah, and that she's just yeah. dropped... He's just dropped everything and gone, right, you're more important. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. And I like that. And also, it shows off his funny side in this episode. It does, yeah. Um, yeah. But we know that I love Tom anyway. Yeah. But like, I feel like this is the point where he starts to change a little bit. You see more of him now. Yeah, I do yeah. I do find it quite interesting how it was quite an early episode, um, you know, when he comes back from the business trip and, he, and when she comes home and he's got, like, the mexican night setup he's like look at i'm trying here it's sort of like from then you do sort of see very gradually little like changes and like you do see him like being the the better husband so you can sort of see that you know he made the promise to try and he's he's following through with it yeah Yeah. agreed yeah and then we've got her saying that she's interviewed 10 nannies and again asking brie for a uh what i'm gonna call as a rich person favor (laughs) Where can I score some high-class nanny? That was great. <laughs> hey, look, it's better than asking where she can score her high-class ADHD meds. Or, if you're Gabby, where you can score a high-schooler. <laughs> that too! Mitch just chucked <laughs> <laughs> I took the wrong time to take a sip of water then. Um, Sorry, buddy. Yeah, which then obviously leads to Lynette quite creepily stalking around the park trying to steal a nanny. But it was hilarious and i do not care about the affair betwixt gabby and john i care about the affair betwixt lynette and claire don't we all <laughs> big gay energy yeah but also i love i love the way that they're like the script is written like they're having an affair yeah yeah which is but like... also a little bit like she's trying to like coax her away from an abusive marriage yeah, yeah. you could she can't see me here. Okay, but when can I see you again? <laughs> I have to see you again. Do you come here often? Like, I love it. It's I'd, so ne- good. I'd never treat you like that. Yeah. But you know, yeah. It works. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now we've got a nanny. Um, question. Is she going to be like a live-in nanny? Because Lynette was like, oh, how quickly can you pack? Um, I don't feel like it's a spoiler for me to say yes. Okay, yeah. I, I just wanted to be sort of clear 
yeah, yeah no. I was going to make a joke about Claire's name, and I was like, but that, you might not, yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no, she is going to be a living nanny, and I'm actually really happy for Lynette that it worked. Yeah, same. Also, especially since when her and Tom were discussing it, and they were like, I oh, know we can't afford it. And then she's that desperate for it that she turns around and she's like, I will give you a 20% salary increase yeah. on whatever she's yeah. paying you. Yeah. It's kind of nice sort of seeing her prioritise her own mental health, like, over money. Like, sure, money's important, but, like, it's just it's just kind of nice just to see, see, look, I understand we can't afford it, but I need this. Otherwise, fuck knows what's going to happen. And, yeah, it's just, it's just it's just nice seeing someone prioritise their mental health. Absolutely. Especially, you know, in a TV show made in 2004. Yeah. On that note, shall we move on to Brie? Absolutely. But first things first, the most important thing, Brie's little cupboard of containers. I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty neat and very well organised. Yeah. It was so well organised. She had like a tub for every occasion. Including drug to, like, testing chase... her son. Absolutely. Piss in this pot, my friend. Love you. <laughs> So I'm very jealous that she has all of hers in like size order. They all, they all have a place. Lovely. Do continue. Um, yeah, so just her and Rex arguing over the fact that she thinks that Andrew needs a stronger punishment by quitting the swing team. And uh, Rex doesn't seem to agree there. Yeah. I can't believe that Rex thinks that grounding him and taking away the TV in his bedroom is suitable punishment for getting drunk and nearly killing a woman. Right, but here's the thing: is that I, if you don't feel remorse for something, no amount of punishment can make you feel sorry. Yeah, yeah. it can make you say sorry, but Juanita don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> sorry don't mean <laughs> shit to a dying lady. Yeah, Juanita's currently in a coma and uh, probably cannot hear your sorry. Um, mm. but c- may I? What I found really delicious and what kind of clicked into place while they were watching um, What's His Chops Twin mm. was um, Bree just wants Andrew to feel. Yeah. yeah. To be sorry, to feel remorse, to... She doesn't want him to be anxious and depressed over it, but maybe, you know, have some sort of response. Yeah, or even be angry. Yeah, yeah. Interestingly enough, eight episodes ago, all Rex wanted was Bree to feel. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we now know that Brie was feeling, but just it didn't manifest or like visualize itself in a way that Rex understands. But I'm, it was just interesting. Like I've just written down, Rex just wanted Brie to feel. Brie just wants Andrew to feel. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't give too much away. I know what's coming. Yeah. For Andrew. I don't. That's the whole point of this podcast. It is. But I know what's coming for Andrew. Um, and I know how everything's linked and things I think that Mitch can't really remember because he's only seen it once. You obviously don't know what's going on because it's your first time watching it. And there are things that I'm sitting here and I'm going, no, I can see what's happening here. Okay, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I feel like I kind of look at him in a slightly different light to the way that you two do. Yeah. Sure. Um... But then I feel like I'm a bit like that with all of them. Yeah. Probably, yeah, because you've got like the scope of like the whole show, like all of the seasons, whereas I'm like literally just taking it as it comes. Yeah, th- this is all you've got so yeah. far. But I love this for us because you're you're now getting that like excitement that we both actually got when Mitch was watching Lost. Yeah, that I'm like, oh my god, 
I'm, I'm actually Ooh. finding myself going, these episodes need to hurry up. Yeah. Because I know in how many episodes time certain things happen and like what series things happen. And I'm like, no, we need to get to the bits that I'm really excited about. Yeah. Very true. It's also the same vibe as when we take Mitch to the theatre. <laughs> because it's always shows that we already know. Um, what I also found really interesting was how quick Bree was to say, well, you don't get it because I just love him more. Yeah. Which I found really interesting. But also, shout out to this bald guy in front of them that was like, <laughs> yeah, that kid that you both love so much, you weren't fucking watching him, you just want to race. Also, love that heard... man. I want more of him. Also, if he heard that, did he hear them say about how he ran a woman over with a car? Probably. They were not discreet. Look, props to this bald man then for keeping that a secret. Yeah. I want more of Baldy. I don't think we see him again. (laughs) I want more of Baldy. What I actually want more of... Baldy! No, is the energy from Brie when she turned up to Rex's golf game with Andrew's piss in a (laughs) bottle and then just... Throw it over him. Iconic. My notes are as follows. Oh, so Rex has moved back in properly. Okay. Rex is brutal. Yes, Bree. Piss on him. (laughs) (laughs) It's what he deserved. It was what he deserved. And then when he was like, what was that for? And she was like, just doing to you what you've just done to every memory I have. I love Bree Vandal Camps. What a change. Yeah. I would die for this woman. Her and Lynette, they are my good bitches. The rest of them, they're also there. Could you imagine, though, if I'd said to you, like, if, if me, or you, like, today's you could go back to, like, nine episodes ago, you, and be like, Meg, you're going to love this bitch. Because I think nine episodes ago, you would have been like, fuck off. <laughs> At least when, like, in the beginning when I was watching, like, Lost, and I was like, I hate Jane, and you were like, you won't. Mm. You won't always. And I was like, trust me, I will. I wasn't proven wrong till a good three seasons. Brie took like three episodes. Yeah. She's like on fire. She's she's a very quick turnaround, yeah. is Brie. I love her. She's the best. I also love that. And I know that it looks manipulative or probably is manipulative, but I see her reasoning behind it as in like trying to protect Andrew and yeah. make sure that he grows up to be a like remorseful empathetic person um but the whole thing of finding the marijuana in his locker then clearly ringing the school to drop him in it and then being all oh marijuana oh (laughs) do you know what that really reminded me of that scene in get out where the girlfriend's eating her cereal and gets the phone call about i can't remember i've only seen get out once but gets the phone call i think about her boyfriend being missing Uh or from the police or something and like in her voice she sounds horrified and like oh my god no my boyfriend or whatever but her face is like stoic and she's just eating cereal it reminded me of that yeah um i also just love as well that he andrew then came out with the most typical excuse in the book i was holding it for a friend Yeah, yeah i don't believe you but also that was a lot of weed it was. It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Is he literally not putting any, like, tobacco in these joints? Is it literally just straight? Wood, I like... don't know what he's doing, Meg. No, me Either neither. way, it's probably not advised. Yeah. yeah. Also, 
I mean, I don't know if it's just Andrew being a dumb fuck or if the show's just not being <laughs> very accurate. But like right at the start when he's smoking it in his bedroom and it's like, dude, do you not know how much that will stink out the whole fucking house? I don't think he cares. But then when he tries not to get caught and he's just like, oh, what's that smell? Well, I don't know. Mm. But that was then my thought when Brie went a knocking. I was like, how can you not smell it? And then, and then, and then eventually she was like, "What's that smell?" And I was like, "Finally, plot convenience." <laughs> <laughs> like I, the stuff stinks. Like yeah, but you can smell it from a mile away. Yeah, yeah. Is it a thing that is it less common in the states than it is in the UK though? Like it's an it's a distinct the, smell here. Yeah, in the suburbs. Yeah, I mean, in the suburbs, you could maybe be like they don't know what the smell is. Yeah. Yeah. But like when you like live somewhere like where I live, you walk past, you know, like someone's garden and get a whiff of it, and you're like, "Oh, Brit summer." Yeah, I, I feel like if you go more than three feet in the UK without being able to smell it, something's gone horribly wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I suppose in America, especially in 2004, I I don't know. I'm trying to apply logic, but I don't actually think there is any. Were we pretty done with Brie? Well, I think Andrew is. Um, hey! Yeah, I think we are, actually. I think that's Meg, about it. Meg, did you have anything it. else on Brie? Um, I love her. Fair enough. And I'm, and I'm glad we didn't see any more of her hat this episode. Aren't we all? Yeah. On that note, then, would you like to hear the synopsis for episode 10? Is that everyone? Yeah. Bye! Alright, okay, bye, see ya. <laughs> um sure um so episode 10 is called come back to me gabrielle finds out that carlos has been keeping secrets from her as well mm. though his regard his less than legal business practices and we see the return of Maisie gibbons <gasps> who the fuck is that oh was she the weed one no the the speed one mm. she was the bitch uh, okay um, I've had to uh, redact a lot of that synopsis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was she was she too juicy? Yeah. Okay. Like spoilery. Meg. Yeah. Having watched this week's episode, mm. where do you think things are going? Juicier and juicier. My Would you place. like a more substantial answer? Yeah. <laughs> Great. So. Obviously, I now think everything's going to kind of unfold with Gabby and Carlos and kind of what Carlos has been up to. From that synopsis, I'm assuming he wasn't arrested for beating up that gay guy. Um, and it's, like, fraud at work, the trafficking at work, God knows what at work. Can't actually remember what he does for work, so that's uh, spicy. I'm interested to see more of uh, Clarnet. Mm-hmm. I ship it. Wait, how old is Claire? I don't know. Like late twenties, uh, I think. Perfect, excellent. Let's be gay. Um, I hope Susan goes away. Um, Brie is love. Brie is life. End transmission. Thank you for listening to Watched It, Missed It, Skipped It. We'll be back next Thursday with episode ten. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Watched It, Missed It, Skipped It. We are on Twitter as Wimissy Podcast, which is W-I-M-I-S-I Podcast. And you can email us at watcheditmisseditskipped it at gmail.com. See you next time.
See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.